0: Oosh, oosh. Listen to Aid
1: Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. Yo 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 ladies and gents. It's a Friday night. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, ladies, gents, beauties and binfluencers, cult members, people of the booge. How's it going? How are we doing? It's Friday night. It's eight o'clock. We're live on YouTube and indeed on a live stream. Uh, As always, that's the deal for Friday nights. Uh, Doffer the cap to the Patreon backers and a special mention to Kai, Eddie and Mark... Uh, our three newest Patreons who all joined uh, patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson this week. Uh, if it's your first time listening, the Patreon is where shows go two days before anywhere else. Uh, they are Patreon exclusive for two days before they re-emerge on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and indeed on YouTube also. Um, there's also some like in-person meetups. Uh, the next one of those is at the end of April. Last one we did was in October in Brick Lane. Um, so i'm looking forward to another one of those coming up very very soon uh what else do we do i'm going to be doing stand-up again i'm planning a show for july uh tickets for that will go out to the patreon backers first too and i think it will probably sell out so if you want to get involved in that if you want to get tickets before it sells out patreon is your friend oh and also there's a discord chat now so uh, me and the patreons we all jump in this discord chat we talk shit about tories we share memes you get the deal uh, instant messaging, so there's that also. Oh, and finally, you get credited as a Patreon <laughs> backer. You get credited at the end of these shows, or named and shamed, depending on how you look at it and who you're bragging to. Uh, so there's yeah, there's a lot of reasons to jump on the Patreon. It's Patreon.com forward slash Aid Thompson. Um, oh, also, final final thing on the podcast admin side of things. Right, I almost forgot this. The show is actually getting quite big like i don't want to backpack i don't want to brag but it's getting you know it's picking up speed now so here is my advert for this week here's the sponsor for the show this week big things guys okay people are noticing let's do this this show this episode is brought to you in association with pizza express tasty crusty and authentic pizzas for all the family at a great price go and check out pizzaexpress.co.uk now because if you don't we will hunt you down and physically beat you we will hold you down with one of the exhausted staff lamping you repeatedly round the head with a fucking rolling pin and if you buy papa john's you're a pedophile and okay <laughs> This is not a real advert, but I did warn you motherfuckers that if you don't help me find sponsors to actually support the show, I'll just write some fake ads and you'll have to sit through those instead. So that's where we're at. On to the show. Fucking Guys. These, these shows don't get saner, do they? Every time you've come on, I swear I've got, like, descended further into insanity. Uh Let's move on. Let's go on to the show before I get fucking sued. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make this like self sustaining financially, but I'm actually gonna get sued into the ground before Yeah, I think uh, that
0: ad will make people want to join.
1: I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Like just if we, if we if we give you three pounds a month will you stop doing adverts, please?
0: Yeah, it's like anti ads, like, yeah, yeah, just please stop.
1: Um <laughs> Let's 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 get into this. Um yeah. I've I'm joined tonight by the wonderful, uh the hilarious, the deadly super tansky. Um awesome. who, you may have heard uh, tittering away in the background there. Um, let me let's get through the intro, shall we, and then we'll just jump straight into it. So it's been a weird, uh, weird week uh, on this weird and dystopian plague island, uh, the cut adrift sick man of Europe, both fiscally and in a riddled with COVID sense. Um, it's been a jam-packed festival of scandal on this um, this economic and cultural sinkhole we know and love as the formerly Great Britain early on in the week uh, Boris Johnson took an unexpected break from the dignified silence he's been keeping since he left number 10 Uh, like he's been he's been so classy since stepping down I have not seen this sort of post peak grace since I last laid eyes on an aggrieved Gallagher brother just start to finish, grace, elan, dignity. And there's been people badgering him, you know, classless journalists, trying to make him look bad, trying to force him to make himself look bad. But no, you know, they've been begging him to share his Latin phrase-peppered thoughts on Sunak's performance, on Brexit, on the abysmal polling of the Conservative Party. But no, since July 2022, when he stepped down, the whole time Boris Johnson has been like, no, guys, look, I am no longer your Prime Minister, okay? Mr Sunak is leader now, and I'm just going to take a back seat and give him the space that he needs to make a success of this. And I wish him all the best. And Rishi, if you're listening to this, I'm rooting for you, champ. That's been his style. Anyway, this week he's reluctantly, he's been dragged, kicking and screaming, back into the political limelight twice. First, when Sunak nailed down this deal with the EU, when he failed spectacularly to coordinate a 100-strong rebellion that just didn't fucking happen and left him looking like some sort of fucked-up cult leader, knocking back the Kool-Aid, marching to the top of the hill, only to turn around and see that no one else has drunk the Kool-Aid and he just sat there alone, dying on a hill. That was fun. That was the beginning of the week. Then again, there's this sort of brief intermission from the Boris Johnson show in the middle of the week. That was Matt Hancock taking the baton of Bellandry from him for a couple of days, uh, only to then... That then we have Boris Johnson reappearing at the end of the week to be mauled by the Privileges Committee, which, needless to say, uh, like now they're saying it's entirely possible that he's <laughs> he's lied to Parliament and he could be deselected for trying to scupper the Brexit deal the other day. He might be suspended for 10 days and then his constituency might have to do a recall. Basically, it looks like we may have finally moved defyful Johnson on from fuck around to find out, and as I said, joining me tonight to talk about this and more is the hilarious and deadly Super Tanski. What's up? How are you doing, my little Tandilion?
0: <laughs> Tandilion, I love that. Are you sure you're
1: done? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, that was way longer. I did warn you though. I was it's like, I think this long, is.
0: Uh, no, yeah, I'm um, uh, surviving. Yeah, good. Surviving mostly. On the tears of Tories, did you watch Channel 4? Did you watch Channel? I don't think you did watch Channel 4 News tonight, did you?
1: No, I've been doing like bath and bed and all that jazz. Why, what happened?
0: Bathing yourself, putting yourself into bed. Yeah, no, um, J- Jacob Rees Mogg died on his fucking ass on Channel 4 News tonight. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he did this pre record with uh, Christian and Guru Murphy that was just shocking. I mean, you could just see him like desperately trying to clamber for answers because he's trying to. First of all, he slagged off everyone on the committee. Mm. And then he said, Oh, well, no one really has to abide by the results of the committee anyway. It has to come back to the house and all this bollocks. And then Christian Grew Murphy, you could just hear him. You know, you know that Steve Baker bit with what a come. You could just hear it. You could see it in Christian Grew Murphy's eyes. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. I love watching Jacob Rees-Mogg have a really bad time and I hope is I get that, to see
1: is that true? Because I thought the whole thing with the Privileges Committee was that if they find <laughs> that he has lied to parliament they can suspend him and if it's 10 days or over or maybe it's 10 days on like literally... no it's long
0: yeah it's after a certain amount of days also his own constituents can vote you know to get him out but no i don't know well it's hard to tell jacob bruce i mean i think the fella just expects his fake accent to carry him i don't think he i don't he's just a born bullshitter like I don't I don't think he really thinks it through. But um I, I was under the impression too that they have to abide by it. But then there's also the whole there's the talk of he was talking about how it has to go back to the house and there has to be a vote, but I wasn't aware that that was the case at all.
1: No, it's the but first time I've heard of that. But it's the sort of thing where somebody with his face and his voice, he'll say it and people will just take it at face value. They'll be like,
0: oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's depressing, <laughs> frankly, that we've come to this. But then it's like the old white coat syndrome, isn't it? Where, you know, did you ever have that where if you've got quite a, um, well, not posh mum, where she would put on a voice for the doctor or she'd put on a voice on the phone. Like my mum is as Essex as hell, but she would all, all of a sudden try to sound like a toff on the phone. Yeah. Um, or in the presence of doctors would get all kind of submissive around doctors. Oh, right. And, yeah, it's quite a common thing. Well, white coat syndrome is normally when your heart rate increases in the presence
1: of um, like medical I don't yeah, know how yeah. the fuck this, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you think this is—is is this the end for Johnson? Because I feel like around the time of Partygate, I was like, "That's it. He's definitely fucked now." And uh and then Pincher happened. I was like, "Well, that's it. He's you know he's being ejected from number ten. So that's it. He's over." And but he's just this fucking annoying fly that just keeps buzzing around. Um, I'm like, "Will he go?" I I don't know.
0: Like as I think, as long as there's um, something to be plundered, he's going to remain because he's just in it unashamedly for the bunts, isn't he? he's like, he's in it for what he can get out of it. Mm. And he, I think he really gets off on the fact that he can still wield a certain amount of power over people, like the way that he's whispering in the ears of the DUP, going, oh, you don't want to vote for this. Um, allegedly, like, rumours are behind the scenes. That's what he, he was doing instead of attending parliament on the day that, that Sunak put it to the House. He's just a massive cunt, and I wish he'd piss off. <laughs>
1: Did you see the interview with George Osborne where he said, oh, really, all this comes... To, like, I I think there's no love lost between those two, to be fair. So it's... Really? Important. Well,
0: George Osborne's
1: dodgy as fuck anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the interview? Well, I'll come back to the one. Uh, right. uh, I, I don't want to sort of go... i um, be, like, chasing my tail around, like, different George Osborne interviews. But um <laughs> this one he gave last week, he said that like all of Boris Johnson's behavior can be explained like he just wants to be prime minister again and he will do literally anything that that is required that is necessary to make that happen and if that is picking up Sunak's deal and hitting everyone around the head with it was something along those lines he was like then so be it and I was sort of like thinking that's incredibly revealing for a sort of fellow Etonian, but I do gather that I think George Osborne thought he was gonna step up and be the next Prime Minister. Really? And then Johnson did his little dance and became Prime Minister. So I think yeah there's some sort of beef there.
0: Really? Because yeah. Osborne well he were you talk was he on like um the uh Andrew Neil show? Because I know that he's on there a lot with old balls isn't he? Old Ed hmm. Balls Ed Balls. Um but, yeah, like, uh, he, yeah, I don't think there is any love lost there. But then I think a lot of people also, for their own self-preservation, eager to distance themselves from Johnson anyway. Mm. Because to anyone with any sense of rationality or intelligence, the guy is, is batshit and running wild. And mm. he has like just sullied, like, you know, like the reverse Midas that he is. He's just shit over everything.
1: This Um, is what what sort of surprises me is like, it's not that people like Boris Johnson exist. I mean, there's been, you know, for for as long as there's been human beings and there's been careerist, you know, opportunistic, uh, narcissistic, sociopath types who put on a front to uh, either attract attention or to get in your good books to further their own interests. Like we know everyone's met people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that confuses and bothers me about it is... Why anyone still Like, why are the DUP even listening to him? They must know, like, how well documented his lack of trustworthiness is. Like, everyone knows he he talks shit. Why did it? Why do journalists even ask him what his opinion is on stuff? Because he's um, go. He's not going to say anything of substance. He's going to say whatever he needs to in that exact scenario to get him to the next step, right?
0: Well, I don't think it, the DUP aren't particularly popular. Um, are they really as a as a group of people and Johnson is a a world-class con man and Mm. he's really great at giving you know the impression that he is something that he's not um and he's really he's a populist he's you know he he constructed a brand around himself in order to get where he is um as for the, the the media well it's either um, bribes, favours or mates, isn't it? Like, let's Mm. face it, I I put this in my video today. What a lot of people don't realise is the relationship. There was someone on LBC earlier as well talking to um, Goodall, Lewis Goodall, about how they um, don't think it... I've just completely lost my friend. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say.
1: You said you, you put something in your video today.
0: Oh, yeah, about how they're all really closely interlinked. Yeah, like, yeah. They're all friends, like you know, that Johnson was a columnist, mm. you know, before he became you know an MP, and how they're all just really closely interwoven. I mean, look at Sunak. Um, he was a banker at the time of the financial crash. Mm. And then he goes on to be in Gu- quasi and he's links to Crispin O'Day, who, you know, was apparently, you know, there's these thoughts about them having dinner before the, the, the most recent kamikaze budget. And yeah. These people are all completely, like, they're linked with each other. And it's, yeah, as I say, favours, bribes, brown envelopes, who, who fucking knows?
1: And a, and a good example of that is one of these leaks that came out this week, which I saw you post and then I started looking at also, um, uh, was the exchange between, like, interesting that we're, we're bringing up George Osborne a minute ago because it was between him and Hancock. And Hancock oh. basically says, look, I need a favour. I need something to go on the front page of the Evening Standard tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. and Osborne's just like, sure, yeah, just send me the words, whatever you need. I'm like, this is fucking, like, I I know we say, like, it's what?
0: His former boss, like, Hancock's former boss. And the way that he's just, like, nearly there, you know, come on, Matt. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it's so, like, I mean, so much gets said about, you know, don't regulate the newspapers and um, it would be state overreach if the government started telling newspapers what they can't and can say and and all that stuff. But I'm like, but you, we have to all agree that having somebody high up in government, like cabinet level, having coffees and text messages and like having an editor and just telling him what to, like, there has to be some regulation there. Like with that sort of exchange happening, I would be saying or looking at somebody to say to George Osborne, you can never be an editor of a, a newspaper. Like You're banned. Yes. You're struck off.
0: Yeah, but then there's there's like, I was when I was looking through this, there was kind of like private eye revelations around the time of him becoming the Evening Standard editor <clears throat> and about his links to Lebedev mm. and about how, you know, George Osborne always steered away from, you know, abolishing the non-dom status and all this kind of business. And I was going to put that in my video, but you know what? There's not enough time in a video to fit all of this stuff yeah, in at the yeah. moment. But yeah, it was the cosy relationship. And there there always has been, to some extent, that relationship between the media and and politicians. But Johnson, like the really great book by Peter Oborn, Mm. The Assault on Truth, picks this apart. And to his credit, I mean, Oborn was a traditional conservative. Now he's actually really quite left wing in many ways. But he talks about how this has always existed to some extent, like the... um, The book about lying that he did under the Labour government. But under Johnson, it just went nuclear. I mean, even Johnson briefing against Hammond and like, you know, other people that were more moderate conservatives before getting rid of them. Mm. And, you know, and and the the really shockingly close relationship that he has and how he's got this ability to just wield power over what ends up in the headlines. And everyone knows that communication is everything, it's that you control the communication, you control everything. Mm. So, it's it's terrifying the power that he has. He's a conniving bastard.
1: It's it's such an important point to make as well, and it, I feel like it, it. Like it sounds like a cliche coming out of my mouth now, but I feel like it doesn't get said enough. Like when you have someone like Rupert Murdoch owning the Sun, the Times, uh, Talk TV, all of these different broadcast and and print solutions, um, and you look at the Sun and it famously loses money like every year, like. Mm-hmm what why would you continue to hold on to that asset if it loses you money like these there's only one answer to that question and that's power and influence because you know that you're very valuable if you hold that sort of sway that manipulation over the electorate yeah and it's, it's terrible yeah but then whenever you broach the subject well You know, not you and I, but whenever I've seen people broach the subject in like uh, the Leveson inquiry and, um, you know, various like pundit appearances and stuff, people say, you know, do we need to regulate the newspapers because of the influence that they have on even like the morning breakfast shows and what LBC cover that day? And and so on? The, the, the stock response is always, look, I think people are smart enough to make their right. I'm like, they're fucking not, though, because you can see it super, super clearly, like in. In scenarios like where the Daily Mail's ex-editor, Geordie Greig, for two yeah. weeks ran those negative stories. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was the old um, old matey with the what was his name? Was it Jeffrey Cox? He was he called out Jeffrey Cox, wasn't
1: it? Uh, Patterson.
0: I... Uh, but, but there was Jeffrey oh. uh, Cox before that too, but that didn't oh, get. Right. Called kind of um oh yeah
1: so it, it was all part of the same thing because jeffrey yeah. cox was like working remotely over in the caymans was it
0: <laughs> in the fucking cayman islands yeah uh. and you no know, that like he was making and he was working for their government like he was he was like what the hell and that was like supposed to be his second job but he was just like on a fucking lounger in the cayman islands but yeah georgie geordie grigg called it out and then he got knocked out and then Daker came back in didn't he that's right and then he was like gunning for a peerage by being really pro Johnson to the point where like the party gate coverage was like North Korean propaganda. And then, and then, yeah, like he didn't get his peerage, did he? Um, no. but it, it's, it's still not stopped him. No, they're, they're still at it. Still I'd love to see,
1: you know, obviously, this is a big week for like releasing private WhatsApp messages and stuff. I would love to see the internal communications that led to Geordie Grieg being. Ejected from the mm. Daily Mail because I just don't believe that it was some sort of, you know, innocent, very coincidental internal move. Uh, <laughs> to me, it seems super clear that he was, yeah, he was sort of lambasting, just mauling the government, like anti government coverage, actually holding to them to account. How about that? Yeah.
0: Listen- Literally, the male was just telling the truth. But then you look at the influence of Cummings. Cummings obviously had some some part in it, I reckon, the little weird, you know, ghoulish man. Uh, because look at what he did when Emily Maitlis did that Newsnight, um, that that Newsnight piece when he called the BBC. And didn't she get suspended for a while? or she got removed from her post for a short time and she was forced to, like, retract it. And it was just literally just a... It wasn't even that scathing. It was just facts. Yeah. But the... Number 10 got on the on the blower to BBC, The BBC pulled it. But then when you look at Richard Sharp and him helping to facilitate allegedly a loan for Johnson mm. and then magically accidentally on purpose, then getting selected. And oh, fuck. I didn't even realise the government selected the mm. BBC chair until all this came out. I had no idea. And they can just rerun the contest until they decide who they want to to be, the chair as well. Yeah. And they're supposed to be in charge of political neutrality and impartiality.
1: Yeah. fuck. It seems so fucking arse about face, doesn't it? It's like, here is this institution that has to be politically neutral. And yet it's perfectly fine (laughs) for them to like to install one of their own, one of their old candidates who's donated, like, £200,000 to the Tories. They're like,
0: yeah, £400,000. And then, like, loads more to right-wing outlets that are against the BBC. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? It's like an episode of Black Mirror, but just really fucking dull,
1: Mm. isn't it? But, you know, it's interesting that you bring up sort of dodgy appointments like that, because I don't know if you've heard, but Labour have done something so, so bad... Right, they've given a job to Sue Gray. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it was like along, wasn't it?
1: Checkmate, Labour.
0: Um, this classic trolling. I mean, that Sue Gray thing is just batshit. I mean, you've got... They're, they're, they're being called Sue truthers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, people that are, like, thinking that, like, this woman who's had a career in which she's been widely... Um, what's the word? Uh, respected for her impartiality, for her uh, truthfulness, has suddenly <laughs> just joined forces with that renowned, you know, the guy that's like really renowned for being corrupt, Starmer. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's just so fucking weird. <laughs> like she, like she photoshopped all the photos. Like she forced him into a room and put like a vodka in his hand.
1: Yeah. And like, I was like catching up on tweets and stuff uh, a short while ago where people were saying, <laughs> this is the same... So they think that this is all... Well, they don't think. They're cynically pretending that they think. Oh, of course uh, they do. Yeah. That that this is all some big Labour ploy and it sort of, you know, it goes back a, a couple <laughs> of years and the, the, the end goal was for her to get this fucking, like, senior HR job in Labour HQ. Like, you have your fucking mind. Never
0: that there'd be a fucking party during lockdown. Yeah. Like, she'd have to see that that would happen. Like, but it's also,
1: lying. it's like her report when it was released, Johnson's reaction was, this report has vindicated me. He was like, it's good to see it there in black and white. Like, I now, I've now i I've been vindicated by the report. And all of the rest of us were like, look, I've heard of gaslighting. I've heard of people, like, retrospectively trying to rewrite history. But we've got, like, this is now. This is in real time. Like, we're, we, we could see the fucking report. You know. <laughs> Uh, it
0: was it was it was batshit like and and then you've got people like the Mail who who today go it's a Labour coup and but that, at the time they referred to it as a damp squib that doesn't really yeah they praised they praised Sue Gray and they said this is a bit of a damp squib doesn't tell us anything we didn't already know it's fine and but the beauty is that we've got the privileges committee coming up yeah and uh, twenty six pages of that was released today. Um, and it is going to be interesting because it took them three attempts to get um, unredacted information from um, the government. Mm. First, Johnson, he ignored it. He ignored all requests to provide information of his own. And then Truss, old lettuce, she ignored it. And then Sunak eventually handed it over. Now, if if Sunak is able to help ensure that Boris Johnson is just fucking ousted from politics, I will have respect for him mm. because that is the right thing to do. Only for that. Only yeah. for that. Because I think it's, it's, it's a sense that he does.
1: It's more likely that that will happen now. Uh, and the reason I say that is so last weekend, as they were finalizing this uh, deal with the EU, there was a real fear. And I I, I made videos about this and like little clips and tweeted as though, you know, this is, Basically, what's going to happen is Sunak will announce a deal and then Boris will do his like big mutiny thing and it'll all fall in. Like, and then we we'll, we all get to sit back and then eat our popcorn at Tories fighting mm-hmm. each other. Like that was how I saw that trajectory going. But now what's actually happened against the odds, in my mind, uh, is um, Sunak has s- sort of seen down that threat. So the ERG aren't like demanding that he resigns. There's no vote of no confidence. The mutiny didn't happen, which is effectively kind of, Unless I'm missing something, it feels like it's neutered Boris Johnson. So the idea that he is still this towering figure that commands the respect and uh, the um, loyalty of a 100-odd MPs seems to have sort of dissipated. And so I think now maybe Sunak will think to himself, look, he tried to scupper the Brexit deal. Um, he's not going to fuck off. He's not just... He's, he, like, he'll continue to nip at the sidelines. So maybe it is best if we deselect him. You know, he's not working in the interests of the party, certainly not the country. What he's doing mm-hmm. is working in his own interests, quite like self-evidently.
0: It's quite soon, though, isn't it, Aide? Like, I mean, it was only literally like the early part of last week. And then everyone's talking about how they've got to go away and read it and blah, blah, blah. And the early indications from the D P and that side of things were not great. And meanwhile, we've got, you know, obviously violence happening again in, in Northern Ireland, which is horrific. Doesn't Johnson doesn't give a fuck about that. Obviously, he never gave a toss about the Good Friday Agreement, um, even though it's vital. Um, but I don't think, I think it's early days so far. And I think it also really depends on what else the, the Telegraph have to release in terms of the lockdown files. Because, People, A lot of people were saying, oh, this is a way of the Tories be looking like they're dissociating themselves from that era. And I'm like, you can't, because Sunak was Chancellor whilst this was all going on. There is no separation. And it could get to a point where it takes Sunak down as much as it takes down any of the others. So I think we're in a kind of waiting period now. We've got to wait to see what comes out of the, t- of the Telegraph. And we've also got to wait to see how people respond to... The deal, having read it and digested it, and and such, so I wouldn't I wouldn't count your chickens yet. And with Johnson, he's just like a cockroach. Yeah, you know, he's not going to go anywhere until he until he's forced to. Mm. And he's still like even tonight, Jacob Rees-Mogg was talking about how Johnson, despite his majority, was forced out.
1: Mm. And it's
0: like, are you crazy? The guy promoted a sex offender. He partied whilst people were in desperate, horrific situations.
1: And lied and, about and both lied of those about things it yeah.
0: to to all of us repeatedly. The the guy is a monster. I can't believe that he. Well, the reason that he is not persona non grata is because of the media. It's because of his friends. It's because of his influence that he wields there. Sim- simple as that. They they're propping him up. Mm. Yeah. Bastard! What a bastard!
1: I wonder how long it will be though until like Brand Boris is actually toxic so people won't align themselves with him they will see him as mm. someone who was ejected in shameful circumstances he doesn't command that influence with the 100 MPs i mentioned um like it, it seems to me like his influence is waning um
0: possibly but then i the thing is with him he's just he just won't fuck off so it's really <laughs> hard to know like if if just when you think Just when you think you've got him, you know, he just he just rises up again like a shit that won't flush. He will not go. Yeah. And I I really want him to be gone. You know, I I do. But I just have no faith that we're ever going to get rid of him.
1: I had this idea. Right. A few few weeks ago, I was like, right. The Patreon tiers are like three pounds, five pounds and ten pounds. I was like, nobody needs to pay ten pounds. But. You know, like, if you like the show, then do this. And if you love the show, then do that. And if you really hate the show, if you find me really fucking annoying, I'm going to create a separate tier for £20,000. And if you pay me (laughs) £20,000, I will shut the fuck up for three months. Like, and I I wonder. Only three months. I'm not going longer than that. Uh, I need to talk. I'm a talker. That's
0: a long time, though.
1: Oh, I mean, like, just I won't make any content for a bit. Yeah, but that's hard in
0: politics. By then we'll have another seven prime ministers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be like coming back out, like ready to go. But anyway, I, I just wonder if there's, is there something similar that we could do with Johnson? Like he's obviously financially chaotic. He obviously has a big thing about getting donors to pay for all of his expenses and so on. So is there some way we could all chip in to a big brown paper envelope and we rock up in his underground car park of choice and we just approach him and we go like, oi, there's two million quid in there. Could you fuck off for a bit?
0: <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Um, well, am I allowed to shit in the bag?
1: Are you allowed to shit in a bag?
0: In the bag that you give to him.
1: Oh, right. I thought you just meant generally. I was like, there's no rules on this I know, podcast. I but have, you know. I
0: have commonly shat in bags, but no, could I shit in this bag?
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Brilliant. I mean, it would be a nice sight, wouldn't it? Like, I would enjoy watching him rummage around in shit for a few fifty pound notes. If yeah. He does that.
0: yeah, yeah. I'd like to just, you know, just, just fucking rum it in his face.
1: Yeah.
0: I hate him. Like, there's no, there's very few people on earth that I really hate, and I, I hate people that have really wronged me personally more. Like on, on like in my real life, <laughs> mm. I hate them less than I hate Boris Johnson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> People that have broken my heart, nothing compared to Boris Johnson. I despise him with every cell of my body. Despise him.
1: Yeah. I it's mean, he's an felt... easy guy to hate, isn't he? Like, almost every attribute of him is, like you know, from the messy hair, the fact that it's, it's not just messy hair, it's deliberately messed up hair. Like, before they turn the cameras on, this is well known. Yeah. Yeah, like, he fuzzes it all up to make himself look a bit dishevelled, a bit sort of... I don't know, a bit silly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, wank.
1: From that to the sort of you know, the peppered Latin phrases for the sake of doing peppered Latin phrases, <laughs> like the whole thing is just superficial. And then underneath that superficiality, there's a real callous, mean-spirited arrogance of like, I don't have to obey the rules. No, the rules are for a little bit. Like it's there's it's just start to finish, wall to wall, cunt.
0: <laughs> yes it is wall-to-wall cunt. and and you see that in that video where he is talking to a woman that he had like this sexual relationship i, I released it onto my i think it was like about a year ago resurfaced the recordings that she had of, of him mm. where you hear him like losing his shit at her and it's like pure narcissism mm. just rage, how dare you you know how dare you and um manipulation and He's a scumbag, and and the thing is, people just see this. Oh, it's funny, yeah. Um That, that bullshit, and it's like it's not who he is. Like you've been, you're being conned by a low budget cabaret act, mate. Like, wise up, wise yeah. up. He, he gives a shit about you. He'd he'd burn a fifty pound note in front of you. Um mm. He doesn't toss. And that's the thing that's worse. It's the absolute contempt he has for all the people that are of kind of maybe in the working classes. That think that he's a legend he thinks those people are scum
1: well i think he's like a lot of people have drawn parallels between johnson and trump obviously but i think where trump is a a poor person's idea of a rich person i've heard him described as that before (laughs) um i think say again
0: that's a good description
1: yeah because it's like, like his things are all like it's in gold and it's this and he gets into a limo. It's what people
0: call and... new money, isn't it? It's yeah. what people call money. It's that nouveau riche kind of gaudy...
1: Yeah. But um, I think, yeah. But I think where, he's, where Trump is that, I think Johnson is a stupid person's idea of a smart person because he sounds educated and, as I say, like he peppers the stuff with Latin phrase. But it's not... Now, there's nothing underneath. He's not particularly... If you listen to him, he doesn't... I don't think he comes off as witty or sharp uh, or introspective, insightful. I just think he...
0: Yeah, it's superficial charm. And yeah. um, it's he's a con man. He, he just re- he recycles the same bullshit. And I think the thing is, people don't... And there's also that element of... Because he was a populist um, prime minister or MP, people like they would with a celebrity they associate that's the problem with populism is it's the celebrity status Mm. and there's like a fandom associated with celebrities so it's more of a fandom than it is anything that's based on the reality of who they are it's the manufactured image they get sucked in by the manufactured image and then they you know people won't listen to sense after that and then of course there's the whole corner brexit and all the lies that were spun around Brexit. So it's like a multifaceted con job mm. that has cost more than any bank robber has ever cost us, yet those fuckers are not in jail. Mm. And that is the thing I find the hardest to reconcile is that I said to someone the other day, these people become MPs, or the reason one of the reasons Johnson went for that top job is because he knew it would be almost impossible to jail him for what he did, and he could just run riot, and, and run riot he has.
1: Yeah it's a big thing though isn't it it's like um uh like the conversation around should you be able to prosecute someone for what they have or have not done in office as a politician because then you start getting into this realm of um, uh, it's like this this layers of dictatorship kind of banana republic to it. it's like i don't like the opposition fucking throw him in jail like whoa hang on a second but i do think oh, when you've no. actually literally broken a law like like uh, who was that guy who did the private prosecution? Like he literally tried to prosecute Boris Johnson for the lies that he told over the Brexit campaign. And I think it... oh,
0: like one of those, was it called a class suit or something like a something suit where people kind of all team up together to bring a kind of, well, a mm. bit like what the good no, um I can't remember what it's called now. Um, sorry. I can't remember
1: either, but like it was, I remember it got up to sort of court level and then it was thrown out. And I can't remember what the reason was maybe somebody in the live chat will will sort of update and educate me. But, um, uh, So
0: they tried to bring like a charge against as like from a people's perspective, I guess, like a civil suit or something.
1: It wasn't a civil suit. It wasn't financial. I remember people talking about the prospect of him literally going to prison, even though it, even then it seemed very, very unlikely that it would get to that. But I remember thinking, uh, like, I was hugely disappointed that it had just been chucked out because, like, what the fuck does that say? That just tells you everything you need to know about what, like, how politics works in the UK. People get into it knowing that they can behave a certain way, self-serving, enrich themselves, sort out some second jobs, take a brown envelope here, whisper over the, here to that like, and, and okay. no repercussions. And then this sort of fosters this idea in our minds and anyone that's listening to this that they are free of having to deal with the repercussions that they can just act with a impunity and that there's one rule for them. And there's one rule for the rest of us. And that's the rest uh, of us. Yeah. That's a fucking unhealthy place to be. So you've got to pick your poison. Like you, is it okay to seriously prosecute politicians when they definitely have broken the law? I think probably. Yes. Should you jail them? I don't know. I think maybe yes, go for the, go for the wallet, man.
0: Like- Look at Iceland. They jailed like bankers over the... uh, They're not elected officials. But if anything, the people that are elected to run our country should be more accountable than the average person, not less. Mm. They're in control of all of our fucking tax money. They're in control of our laws. They legislate. They make our laws. And virtually all of the laws that they've made have been made to counteract us getting really fucking angry at them. The protest laws, for Mm. example the horrific nationality and borders bill where they you know they they made the the gypsy roma traveler community illegal that Mm. is fascistic that is horrific and 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 the things that they were trying to do with the official secrets act so that you know they've already got a stranglehold on the journalists but then they were trying to stop the journalists from printing things that might embarrass them that is north korea style yeah And these people due process of course i mean put them on trial don't don't just just hurl them in a jail. Um, but if it comes down to things like the pandemic, where it is corporate manslaughter, gross negligence, or fucking course they should. If it comes to embezzling and 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 defrauding the public purse, mm. I mean surely that's treasonous because the, the the Her Majesty or His Majesty is in charge of the it's HMRC, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. so, I mean what the fuck? And and the pr- legal proroguing of Parliament. Mm. Yeah, There's got to be a limit. There's got to be at least some form of written constitution. And I know a lot of people go, oh, America's got a written constitution and look at how fucked up they are. But there still has to be, there has to be checks and balances. There has to be some kind of something other than just a ministerial code that the prime minister can overrule. Yeah. He, he could, he could be found to have broken it and he can decide whether or not he's guilty. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, but... the whole thing fucking stinks to high. Like if you wanted to construct the system, Where you could do whatever the fuck you like and be free of repercussions and not have to deal with any of the consequences yourself and enrich yourself. You really could not ask for a better set of institutions and principles and like handshake deals and uh, And gentlemen's agreements.
0: Yeah, like some fucking psychopaths and, you know, Rob and his mad fucking vain. I bet bet he's having having a rough time at the moment though, isn't he, Rob?
1: Poor Rob. Oh dear, is he being bullied around?
0: He's, he's had to rely on turnips and they hurt more. So he's going to get more bloody bullying <laughs> allegations come out. So um... Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that? How about that shit? I've been holding that in for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh God, any second now, this is going to come out. <laughs> you see what I mean, guys? This show is not professional, um, but you love it that way. You wouldn't have it any other way, people, would you? Um, <laughs> Let me just try and drag this <laughs> kicking and screaming back into a. Uh... That's
0: not. That's not the first time I've heard that. Wow. <laughs> he does it in the group chat. Oh. Where he'll be recording a voice note and it'll just be going on, going. Yeah, like it's really fucked up. Like wow, come
1: basically. I'm keeping an eye on like the live on the YouTube live chat and uh, Steve oh, God, Stephen's God, in there and he's like. Uh, that was beautiful, like big love heart. And then the next comment underneath is from someone called Harold going, dear God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my, my fucking thoughts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dear God. I mean, I mean, it is just, it is so impressive. I mean, it's the most impressive burping I've heard since my little brother, my little brother used to be able to burp Iraq, beautiful. Iraq. Like he, it was just his go-to burp. It was nothing yeah. to do with conflict, although it was the nineties, but Yeah. So your
1: wow is like a <laughs> It's just a I feel roadmap. like everyone's got their word from the from the beer years and for some reason wow the beer has beer sort of, years. Yeah, the beer the years.
0: Beer.
1: Um anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? I fuck Hancock, knows. Hancock and Rob and right, okay, so let's just take a little stock take, right, of of the cabinet. So we've got Rob, who's facing a bullying report. We've got I was about to say Hancock, but he's gone. Uh thankfully. Um we have Sunak, who's still sort of tarred by the non Dom stuff and the fact that he was a, basically an American citizen with a green card whilst he was a chancellor. We've got who else oh. is in his cabinet now? Therese Coffey, I think. And she was um, on about turnips the other day.
0: Oh, fucking turnip queen, yeah.
1: We've got yeah. James James Cleverly is still in the cabinet, I think.
0: James, not so cleverly, yeah. Um, yeah. In the Cabinet, we've, got, we've still got Rob hanging on until the old um bullying allegations. I don't know if you said that or not, I was mildly distracted for a moment. Um, he,
1: I did say that, but that's fine. Uh, sorry, <laughs> he uh, he, he, yeah, he's facing, I think there's about 20 reports now, isn't there? 15 or 20 reports
0: well, over different departments as well, yeah. not just for one. And I noticed. The med-
1: I noticed the other day that he said if he's found guilty of like one of these or like if the bullying report comes back and says that, yes, they they find that he has done these, these things, uh, he will agree to resign. And I was like,
0: that's really? interesting
1: because it sounds like taking responsibility, right? And then I remembered his seat, his constituency is a super marginal. <laughs> so it's like... Really? Yeah, like where all these other like Tory MPs are like, Do you know what? It's not worth standing in the next election for the fucking bloodbath. I'm going to take a seat back. I'll explore other. You, you probably read about those over the last few weeks.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: And Dominic Raab is now sort of in this, you know, very uh, brittle marginal. And he's like, <laughs> ah, if, if I'm found guilty of bullying, I'll agree to step down. It's like, oh, <laughs> fucking really? What a shocker.
0: <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I still can't believe fabricants. Like majority. Have you ever, have you seen it? It's like 17,000 or yeah. something.
1: It's like, who looks oh, at he's... Michael Fabricant and goes, yeah.
0: That's that's my guy.
1: Yeah. He's that's good job, guy. Michael. Yeah.
0: looks like a fucking Lego man.
1: Where is Since he actually, so... where is his constituency? Do you know?
0: Litchfield, Litchfield yeah. And and there's a, there's a thing called Litchfield Lips or something where they fucking all hate him. And it's like a collection of like spurned, blocked people that hate Michael Fabricant. But I was just, I was daydreaming about the next general election the mm. other day. I was thinking about it in terms of almost like Suella Braveman, like about how it's my dream and my obsession to see those fuckers crying in a sports centre at 5am on election yeah. night. Yeah. Going up to the fucking elector. I put a, tweet their- out,
1: put a tweet out earlier in the week saying like, that shit will be like, it's going to need its own porn hub category for me
0: because oh, God. yeah yeah just...
1: when i see people but... like lee anderson getting ejected oh. from power and rob and who like you, you fill in the blank oh, whoever so many
0: mandelson uh, not mandelson shit <laughs> wrong fucking party yeah uh there's so many portillo moments aren't there that are gonna yeah. come like there's gonna be like it's like pick your portillo moment and people have got a fucking list of portillo moments for me it would be brendan clark smith the Suing yep. prick who goes around like suing everyone. Um, there would obviously be 30 p. Lee Gullis, basically, oh, most 19 intake you know, that knuckle dragging
1: Benton Betfair Benton
0: Benton, though, is is already isn't he facing um, I think he's facing deselection, isn't he? Because he's had like loads of complaints or vote of no
1: confidence, is happening with no confidence.
0: Happening That's amongst the one, his yeah, yeah supporting yeah, councillors
1: yeah um i mean he's he's a personal favorite of mine in terms of like me observing what's happened so he's he's his constituency is uh, a part of blackpool and he rode in the on the 2019 red wall rave uh, rave <laughs> wave <laughs> uh,
0: there was a wave
1: yeah yeah there was a rave to celebrate his, uh, his ever. <laughs> Yeah. um and so in he comes on the brexit wave uh, and he said he was going to bring jobs to Blackpool, but the the project that that was supposed to generate all the jobs was like that predated him. So fucking nothing to do with Scott Benton at no. all, and it failed spectacularly to meet. Like the, the unemployment has actually gone up, in like it's it's bucked the national trend. So Benton's done fucking nothing apart from, except not donations, but like um hospitality stuff from the gambling industry. Yes, and then he stood up in the Houses of Parliament, saying, "Guys, guys, um, I just want to speak on behalf of the gambling industry. I, I don't want new regulations to be overzealous. We don't want to be, you know, we don't want to nip this. You know, let's just back off a little. So, oh, you know, there's I'm obviously a relationship good. there, or something."
0: Oh, man, it's just they're so rotten. I mean, this 2019 intake are particularly odious. Like, they're the mm. people where you could have stuck a blue rosette on a steaming pile of shit and it would have won in 2019 because that was the Brexit vote right? Mm. Um, but they're, I mean, they are, like, just blue kip. They are the people that are pushing out this this blue kip rhetoric, this National Front-style rhetoric, and they're doing it. And they're poisoning people that maybe have a peripheral view of politics. Um, So they lap up this this nonsense and they play on people's fears. They play on people's um, maybe the fact that they don't look into the deeper aspects of it. And I don't say that from a place of judgment, because before, like, I was forced to take uh, pay attention to politics. I had a peripheral view of, of politics I didn't really think too deeply about this stuff. I might read a headline and, and not really take it in because I was busy working or doing other stuff, you know. Mm. It's not people. I don't like to quote James O'Brien, I don't blame the con, I blame the con man. And these people have have kind of dedicated the last however many years in, in office to just playing on racist fears and 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 that's what that's what makes them so odious is the fact that there's no nothing there beyond just saving their own skin beyond yeah. furthering their own career beyond making as much money as they can before they fuck off and that's what we're gonna see play out over the next year or so but election night aid mm. we're having a fucking party <laughs> we're gonna throw a massive party in london and it's gonna be naughty
1: yeah i'm gonna rent uh, an airbnb i'm just gonna get a nice big flat screen tv order a load of beers in And a load of drugs. No, wait, I can't know. No,
0: you're fucking not. You're coming to our party (laughs) with the beers and with the (laughs) drugs.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to die
0: that night. I'm going to need the NHS that night. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm going to, something's going to take me out, but at least I'll get to see like a sea of like red and yellow games before because tactical voting, it has to be mentioned, is making a comeback under Davy and Starmer. Yeah. And, you know, neither of which are my ideal politician. Neither, uh, the last leader of the opposition wasn't my ideal politician, but I 100% supported him as I do this guy because there's nothing, you can't get worse. You mm-hmm. can't get worse than what we've got. You you can't.
1: Yeah. There's,
0: there is nothing I could imagine that is worse than... Here's the thing know.
1: about election night, right? I feel like, like, you know, when people say, look... Like politicians aren't all bad you know they get into it for good reasons and they're there to help people and for the most part you know yes some of the front bench can be a little bit odious but actually the backbenchers are by and large they're there to help people and blah 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 and then i think <laughs> to myself right okay i'm sure there are a few conservative mps who are decent constituent mps and they don't think that they're hurting anyone And I know that people say, "Oh, then they vote through this horrible legislation," but actually, a lot of that can be explained away by like donor and whip culture. So it's like the whole system is actually the problem. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but I also think like, wouldn't you if you got into it to help people, and then you walked out in the streets on election night when your party had been fucking decimated into like, and they're predicting that the Tories won't even be Her Majesty's opposition (laughs) anymore. (laughs) which oh, would be amazing, oh, like,
0: so. relegated to so. the,
1: the fucking side room, like, o- observers' benches and shit.
0: The twat room. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Like, wouldn't you, if you got into it for good reasons to help people, but then your party got voted out, if you walked out on the street on election night as the results came in and you heard people dancing and cheering and singing in the streets, fucking carnivals, people are so ha- happy, that your party is no longer in power, so hopeful were they? So like devastating, were they, to people's life chances, to social mobility, to institutional racism, to like to anything? Wouldn't that give you pause for thought? Wouldn't you go like, hang on a second, you know, I know I'm not damaging anyone personally, but maybe I've signed up for the wrong team here, you know?
0: <laughs> well, there will be like obviously a few people like out of the kind of, I don't know, however many that are left on the opposite benches (laughs) that might kind of think, oh, shit, (laughs) might have done the wrong thing here. I mean, you've got people like Christian uh, Wakeford who defected Mm. back when there was some morality in defecting. Any late defectors now, like I think anyone that tries to defect to the Labour Party now, fuck off. I mean, Wakeford did it pretty early on. And I say what you like about Wakeford, I don't fully trust him yet. He needs to prove himself. But it took a lot of balls to cross the floor away from your party at a time when they still had the upper hand mm. in in many ways. I I think that was quite a ballsy move. And but the rest of them, I don't. I just don't think they even give a fuck as long as they're taking home their eighty four k. Yeah, that rises every year with inflation, unlike nurses' wages. They don't give a fuck, do they? No. Um,
1: that's interesting.
0: In the and the gap.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> like with. With MPs <laughs> with, with MPs salaries, uh, it's always like, look, we have to raise it in line with inflation. like they get to raise their salary in line with inflation. With I nurses, know. it's like we can't give you a pay rise because it will increase inflation.
0: I mean you're literally fucking you're, you're li- those people are literally saving lives, mm. and no, no, we can't give them anything. Yeah, no, I think you've no, earned enough. He- us, yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like One in... of our,
0: like, mini bars. You know, we're not doing anything important. We're just, you know, making laws. <laughs> Why don't we just get pissed up before voting on them? That's a great idea. That's like putting a fucking bar in a, in a hospital. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. And, and like, subsidising it as
1: well. Like, yeah. Uh, and subsidising it. Like, let's make it cheaper for them to get smashed.
0: Fuck. Um. Of all the people i most resent getting wankered on my dime on like prime gack and and booze it's those fuckers they do not deserve it they should do drug They should be mandatory drug tests i think
1: yeah before a vote for sure
0: always like
1: do you think the place- See, i don't really yeah. care if they take drugs but
0: i do like, yeah,
1: it's the hypocrisy that bothers me. I don't like there's no moral problem. The that I have. And
0: then they're like fucking hoovering up lines like Henry. It's mental. Yeah. Mental. But then it's
1: like, like, is there really a problem with do- like, in fact, if they took a, a shit ton of coke, they'd probably be more focused, probably sober them up a bit.
0: As you know, Aid, I'm very liberal when it comes to drug use. I'm pro-choice. If someone wants to choose to get cunted, it's, it's their choice. Like, but these are people that are making laws. Like in many ways they're above the fucking police force. They don't like, on the like, they're, you know, fuck. Like, and mm-hmm. then, you know, they have the audacity to say, oh, we're we're having a war on drugs, we're gonna, we're gonna clamp down on these people. Mm. You've got you're clamping down on your own dealers, you fucking nutters. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, what? they've
1: all like I swear to God, they've all fucking dabbled, haven't they? Like I know everyone cracks jokes about Michael Gove. Uh Boris Johnson, Johnson, when he was on "Have I Got News for You," they cracked a joke about him doing cocaine, and There's he's loads of
0: rumors about him. Trust yeah,
1: me. and he he sort of referenced that it it had gone up his nose, but actually it wasn't cocaine, or he didn't sniff it, or like there was some sort of like smirky acknowledgement. And I'm like, so then how do you stand up there in the House of Commons and say that you're going to further perpetuate this war on drugs? Like that's the fucking solution? Like it's clearly not because even. Ex-prime ministers, ex-conservative prime ministers now stand like Theresa May. uh, I know William Hague wasn't a prime minister, but he was a Tory leader. And he has since come out saying like, look, this obviously this isn't working. We need to look at decriminalization, legalization, like grow it, tax it. (laughs)
0: I but, thought you were going to say Teresa was on coke. <laughs> can <no>. you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine how much stiffer she would get? She'd just become like a kind of cardboard cutout. Of oh, a woman. mate. She got any more tents. Could you imagine it? You'd have to fucking get some WD 40 <laughs> on a choice, like, just to be able to move her. Like, it, it's insane. Like, traces of cocaine were found in the House of Commons toilets. And yeah, yeah. It, it's like. It's, it is the hypocrisy for me. It's not the fact that they're doing drugs and then... But mind you, I've not made... Like, I've had a misspent youth. I've We've spoken about it. I think we had a big discussion about acid the last time I was on. That's one right. Of the
1: time. Yeah, baby.
0: I've got no problem with, with, with drug use. It's a personal choice, obviously. it's a, it, In some cases, it can be a mad choice. Um, but I don't trust... The judgment of people on drugs. I'm sorry, <laughs> like some of the maddest decisions but, I've ever made have been made on drugs. So. But all I'm
1: all I'm saying is, if they've had six beers in a subsidised bar and they're fucking belted, and then they well, they're off. about to vote, but you had like a gram of coke here that you know that if they snorted it, actually that would probably sort them out and get them back on point again. Staffing them up, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. that instance, you'd be pro drugs for MPs.
0: No. <laughs> I, I i don't want them to get tanked on all the drinks before doing the fucking vote. I think they should not be allowed to go into that place before the vote, whatever they do afterwards that's mm. unrelated to making our laws is less of a worry than the fact that they're getting i've not made I've made very few good decisions whilst pissed or high like yeah in my life but so ooh, no, is that my I think it sorry I think it might be mine um, oh okay. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy.
1: Yeah. So,
0: what the actual fuck? Oh, and trust, by the way, is standing again in her constituency. Is she?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, the fucking <laughs> gall. Give, please, dear Lord, grant my children <laughs> the self-confidence of an ejected prime minister. Like, please just, how do you...
0: <laughs> trust. just, just trust, because I think it was one of the Have I Got News For You writers, she's brilliant, she's on Twitter, I forget her name. Um, but she described trust as naked ambition in a skin suit. And that is the perfect, she's got no self-awareness. Normally women are plagued with, with like too much self-awareness, like no confidence. Oh God, I'm shit. I'm terrible. If oh. someone tells you you've got a nice dress on, they go, oh, it's a tenner. It's horrible. Oh. But, but, but her, n- nothing, there's none of it. Mm. She's just a vacant fucking vessel of ineptitude and idiocy. Like there's nothing there.
1: It's fascinating, though, isn't it? Because it's like, how do you... Like, is that a lack of emotional intelligence? Is it just, a like, shit intelligence, like, broadly to make... Because, yeah, you're right. Like, most people... I, I get that there are um, sensitivities and insecurities sometimes that, that women face, but I also feel like men also have, like, a different set of insecurities and sensibilities. and
0: yeah,
1: yeah. um, And most normal humans... <laughs> would be like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Am I ready for this? What did they think about me when I said that thing? Like Nothing um, with her. No. Lim from
0: HR is infallible. She reminds me, like I call her Limb from HR because she reminds me of every cunty HR woman that I've ever met in my life who thinks she's just the titties at her job, who thinks that she is like untouchable, that she is like banging at HR, like nothing, yeah. nothing gets past her. Arrogance, like the pure arrogance of her. I, it, she's either simple or a psychopath i can't figure out which one it she might just be a simple psychopath
1: right? well yeah i, don't, I imagine somebody it getting is. in a blazing round with her and then being like her being like you think i'm a psychopath don't you and then they'd be like no 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 you you're not you're not successful enough to be a psychopath <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're too shit Liz um yeah. yeah psychopaths are renowned for their success like you're just fucking useless you yeah. useless fucker
1: yeah. Listen, Honestly.
0: Man,
1: this has oh, been fun. God. We've been an hour already. This these Have every really? time yeah, every time you're on like the hour flies by and then I'm like, fuck man, like we didn't even talk about like did we talk about Hancock? I don't know if we did.
0: Roncock. Um well, all you need to know is that he's a fucking he fell in love. He he fell in love with killing the elderly. Yeah. What he did. <laughs> that's his only crime is it a crime to fall in love with, with what is it twenty to thirty thousand deaths in three months? Is it?
1: It's a crime to wrap a protective ring around your penis and bang someone else's wife.
0: The kind of protective ring he put around care homes is like the protective arm that Fred West put around his children.
1: Yes, yeah, very similar. Sort of, you know, compassion or no callousness dressed as compassion, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Should we actually, that's we've got another five minutes or so, so should we take some oh, questions? Why not?
0: So we just roast the fuck out of Matt Hancock? I described him earlier as being like a cross between a seven-year-old boy and incel and a sex offender.
1: Um Yeah, I liked your tweet where you, I think you put um, a, a picture of, it was like a video thing of that interview that he did, and you were like, this is the first time Matt Hancock ever, ever saw a woman. Well,
0: that guy, Dr. Fergus, is a legend, by the way. Uh, yeah. But he looks like he's got an actual boner. In that video. Um, but mind you, being a sex offender, an incel and a seven-year-old boy are all really attractive qualities for a prospective um, Tory MP.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's really fucking ticking those boxes, isn't he? Ticking, like,
0: tickety-boo, mate. I mean, you're of
1: talking course. like Lynn from HR. Whoever is in HR is just like fucking tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Nailed. He's Give him the job. Her.
0: He's, he's already fucked up. Probably in some weird way with his – I don't understand how he does it. He's like the most sourceless man I've ever witnessed in yeah. existence. The man's got no sauce.
1: But he's He's like... Do you know what? If he was a comedian on the circuit and he was playing the part of Matt Hancock, like sort of partridge for want of a better word? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could imagine that, like, a female comic might be like, he's fucking hysterical, that guy. Like, he's so cringe He's like, he's made my minge cringe so hard. It's like through the other side and I actually fancy it. Like, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he'd make you minge cringe. Then he'd try and like wank in front of you afterwards in the green room, probably.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's
0: one of those types.
1: It would be, he'd yeah. be sexually weird for sure, I think.
0: He is sexually weird. Like, I, I, I think that he managed to pull that beautiful woman, Gina, via the medium of witchcraft.
1: It's the only explanation to me that makes sense.
0: He's a yeah. wiccan.
1: Um, does anyone in the live chat in this stream have a question for me or Tan whilst we're oh busy roasting God. Matt Hancock? That's
0: um, that's
1: that's a big question, right?
0: That's a big question. Keep them
1: polite also.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. Um, let's have a look. Drown Doris is a really great comment that I've just seen. Um, Tan, Doris. will you go out with me? Possibly. I'm desperate. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Um. I don't know. That's probably a piss-taking joke anyway. Um, Tan, you pissed to marry me? Uh, uh, Hancock is terminally 12 years old. I agree. I agree. Um,
1: here we go. I've got a question here. Uh, really a... Sorry. Timothy says, what is the most important change we should insist Labour enact when they win? I think I know my answer, but I'll go to you first.
0: Um, I'd say PR and then repealing. Um, the fucked up laws that the Toys have introduced, they're going to be... like People think that when it gets to the point where Labour are elected, the work's over. That's when the work begins. Lobbying the fuck out of them to introduce a fairer electoral system and repealing the fucking mad laws. Spy cops, um, the protest bill, to mm. name two.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd sort of echo that. So uh, I think it's only natural for a party like Labour when they come in off the back of a uh, a unsuccessful like decimating tory loss that labor will mistake that for oh the country really really love us but actually it's not that it's the country really really hate the conservatives um so labor might find themselves in a sort of false sense of security when they first get in and they might feel somewhat like lackluster about reform but i think that would be a miscalculation on their part because absolutely i think like, like the 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 sort of honeymoon period will not last forever, and if they don't start putting constitutional change in in some capacity, whether that's PR or literally like a written constitution, I think the clock is going to run out. And people like they'll the, the Tories will put a new charismatic, a, a sort of David Cameron well, like lovey like hugger hoodie. It. Say it Johnson's
0: gunning him? for it. So like, mm. yeah, that's the rumor that I've heard is that Johnson's gunning for the for the job of. um, Leader of the opposition. It's good that they're thinking about being leader of the opposition. There is another question here, Aid, which is: What do you think about Sue Gray being chief of staff?
1: Hmm. Okay. So, um, I think it's probably a a bad move from Starmer's perspective, purely based on the optics, not because I think they did it for any malicious or like nefarious reason. I think they probably should have been smarter about how bad that it doesn't even look bad it's just it's just knowing what the right wing rags are going to jump on because now this, ammunition,
0: isn't it like, yeah that's the concern yeah it gives
1: them license to call into question the motives behind some of that report but you know you and I know tan and I'm sure that everyone that's that is watching and listening to this knows that uh it is Johnson and Johnson alone who is responsible for his behavior his conduct his missteps his lying um but it's you know this is politics, not. The fucking Ten Commandments, it's like it's <clears throat> about knowing what the comms are going to be like, how that's going to be received, who's saying it, what they're going to say for misrepresentative reasons. And I think maybe Starmer and Sue Gray, like if she wanted a new job, couldn't she fucking wait like six months or a year until they're in power? And then, yeah, you know?
0: I'm trying to figure out the the plan behind this, um, because if you're looking at it, this is coming out before the Privileges Committee mm. and I think I agree with you in many ways in the sense that like, but then they're going to leap on anything the opposition do. So the opposition are fucked in terms of the media, like they're fucked if they do, they're fucked if they don't. Mm. And then you've got like a kind of a, a person that's kind of renowned for their integrity, appointing someone that's renowned for their integrity on the face of it, fine, but then you look at how crazy Out it has got in terms of like people calling it a fucking coup. I mean, that is just
1: yeah. They call really everything a coup, a coup though. Like so they,
0: I, I agree. The
1: Tories With will you. lose the next election, and the Mail will be like, "It's a coup," you know?
0: Yeah. Well, they yeah they could yeah literally anything quickly. A does labor- Starmer, should Starmer change his stance on rejoining the EU? I don't think he can right now, mm. um, just because. Um they will again like this. Look at look at what they've done with appointing Sue Grey. They will fucking leap on it. Do I think he should realign and um seek better co- comms with the EU? Abso fucking lutely. But look at what happened when he appointed Sue Gray.
1: So yeah. yeah, I think I agree. So like politically, it's just too volatile for him at the moment to sorry. go, Hey, yeah, let's join the single market. They would fucking maul him. They would um, they would
0: bend him over and rag him senseless yeah that doesn't
1: mean it's not frustrating for for people like myself like i feel like the votes are there the polling is there to say we think brexit's been a fucking disaster and we need to fix it um but i think the media appetite for keeping things like brexit is such that we just have to fucking deal with it
0: You've just got a laser focus. I mean, my laser focus on anything is getting the fucking ball across the line. Yeah, get the get labor in, and then fucking hold them accountable. That mm. is my that. That was my view in two thousand seventeen. It was my view in two thousand nineteen. Even though the two thousand seventeen manifesto was fucking banging, mm. uh, two thousand nineteen manifesto was a bit mental, a bit too long, but I still broadly agreed with it. But we need to just get Labour in and Labour are historically receptive to lobbying and to change. So you, yeah. you can make the change that you need to make when they're in power. Mm. Tories don't give a fuck. They will shit on your faces.
1: Yeah, that's the sense I get is that if you want to have a conversation with Labour, you want to form a lobby group or um, put a line into your MP <laughs> or what's up? <laughs>
0: Sorry, I've just seen a question, which is for you, Aid. which I will put to you now. Oh, okay. Does Jacob Rees-Mogg eat street urchins or buttered muffins?
1: Wow. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say buttered muffins. I don't know.
0: Why buttered? Um...
1: Uh, would either of us
0: he'd probably love some buttery muffin
1: would either of us Uh, ever go on question time if asked would you do that
0: me yeah I would fucking love to I'd shit myself I'd take a couple of Valium I would be on it yeah
1: I wouldn't Um, I don't think
0: I fucking would if Tom like look at Tom Harwood right he was on Question time last night, acting like a gacked up bellend, shouting, ranting, going crazy, pretending he's like the people's champion. Right? The problem is, Aid. What you've got to do is, Maria always told me you've got to approach things with the confidence of a mediocre white man. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Now you've you've got I to can, approach. I can give this lessons. I mean,
0: with no, but you're not mediocre. You are brilliant. So you need to. You're a million times better than than that hardwood prick. So you need to go on there and approach it like you're fucking, you know, like mm. like. I and just feel doubt like. A of...
1: <laughs> like I hosted, I hosted a panel about three or four weeks ago, and I didn't enjoy it at all. I found it I to be on, what? on at the Right Society thing. I oh shit yeah. I uh, I found it to be combative, not not sort of comedic in any light, really.
0: It's really- crowd though in it like with with the question time you it's it's kind of in many ways worse mm. um but you're also amongst people where you would you would stand out probably as a voice of reason aid mm. um i mean considering the fucking jeb ends they get on question time it's like <laughs> oh 98 percent of this audience
1: is tory trouble is like I, I don't know if I could keep my cool, like fucking Bob from Middlesbrough would stand up or something and be like, Oh I voted Brexit I don't even know. and I'd just be like, Oh, shut the fuck up. We've heard from you like a thousand I don't even know if it was you, but you times of that we've heard this shit again fuck and off, again. Bob. I'm so fuck bored off. of it.
0: Yeah, fuck off and die, Bob. Um, <laughs> but, but no, it, yeah, it, it would be tricky. And it's someone said that I don't think either of you could get through question time without saying, "cunt." I'll probably stand up and just chin Fiona Bruce. Like mm. just fucking, fucking chinner. Yeah, You know, it's like, shut up. You Tory bitch. Like yeah. she, she is demonstrably lacking in impartiality. And this yeah. is why I don't get invited on question time. That and the fact that I didn't go to private school.
1: Yeah. I didn't go to private school, but I sound like I did, so I feel like I might just be able to inch it.
0: Do I sound um, Essex or posh? <laughs> uh,
1: is, <laughs> are you, is that you asking, or are you reading a question from somebody cognitively challenged? I used challenged? To
0: get accused of being posh. By, by fucking
1: who? Dick Van Dyke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Call cool fucking Blimey, <blah>, man, Robert. <laughs> who, the,
1: who the fuck looks at listens to Super Tansky and goes, core. Cool. She's a bit posh. Like...
0: Sweet, my fucking chimneys! <laughs> um, like, <laughs> like, you can't... Um, no, like, some people used to accuse me of being posh, right? Because sometimes I do kind of... I don't know why I do it. I just your, do this, like, fake joke. Your, your telephone joke. voice. What
1: huh? is your, your telephone voice.
0: Hello? Hello? Hello, I'm yeah. the queen. Fuck off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, there shit. You did you do an Iraq? I did in Iraq, yeah. Whoa. I'm whipping out the callbacks. It's like the end of the show, so I'm, you know, he's changing tele- tack. Tele- he's telephone Iraq. voice, <laughs> Iraq. Like you got to. Anyway, uh, let's do one no, more question and then let's uh, let's wind it up. So no,
0: fuck it. Let's let's go crazy. Ask whatever the fuck you want.
1: Right. Um, Stephen says Tan. What do you really think of Matt Hancock?
0: Um, I think that I would really love to push him down a well.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, I mean, that sounds quite mean, quite, uh, you know. I mean, all he did... Just remember this. I know it's it's fun to get a little bit combative, a bit divisive and tribalistic and, and, you know, faux, performatively violent. But just remember that all he did was send out people's grandmothers and grandfathers infected like they were fucking uber eats riddled with covid out back into care homes to reinfect a load of other very vulnerable people who a lot of whom ended up dying alone because they weren't allowed to see their friends and family but that is all he did
0: all he did was fall in love with murdering old people yeah um what i would love to do I can't say, because I'd get arrested. But um, I hope he dies lonely and sad. I think... Like loads of other people did. Um, let's have a, love, a look here. Um, the world would turn toxic. Yes, it would. Um, <clears throat> posh Essex. Yeah, these aren't really questions, guys. Johnson won't be leader of the opposition for long. It's a hard, long slog and few opportunities for graft. Toys will be in opposition for a decade and all the rats will jump ship. Probably true, actually. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's probably quite a true analysis of this but yeah Matt Hancock is a cunt and I hate him <laughs> I'm not opposed to saying the cunt word I don't think there's anything wrong with it no as a woman i a feminist I've uh, reclaimed the word cunt
1: good <laughs> that's it. I, I it I don't
0: know why I said it in such a simpering manner yeah I've was... had two glasses of wine and I'm a cheap date so um... you
1: sounded like you were sort of you know you'd reclaimed it but then you were a little bit unsure about actually using it There,
0: A.T.J.P. Fucking hell,
1: um, that's a pretty
0: intense question. He's um, been. Or, or do you statement. know
1: what this this chap has been? He's been persistent. Um, I'll give him that. He really wants an answer to this question. So do you, do you just want to let him down gently, or I I,
0: I, I don't I, I can't go out with faceless profiles on the internet because that's how I get myself murdered and left in a ditch to die. It's yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> it's a bit really the
0: way it's done, is it? Like you know. <laughs> least introduce yourself yeah you know in non in a non-weird way um but no i mean that's the problem um with with modern (laughs) society. with
1: with dating (laughs) youtube comments
0: i don't i don't i don't really date though to be honest with you i don't bother anymore because um most men end up being um emotionally unavailable Mm. non-communicative Or I get get a bit weird about it and I fuck it up, so I don't bother.
1: I don't date anymore either, really.
0: Is it because you hold your tits so
1: tight, like you are now? Well, I'm in a shed, so it's a little bit cold here. I should put my jumper back on. Well, I'm
0: holding your tits well tight, man. Like
1: Yeah. I might put my jumper back on. I might turn the electric heaters
0: on. Um,
1: Right, let's let's wrap this up. Thank you so much to (laughs) to my guest tonight, Super Tansky uh for joining me again she's a returning favorite of the podcast i think you've been on five or six times now you've been you've broken I'm the record yeah um so yes thanks very much to tan for for joining us again and relatively last minute as well late notice um well
0: i've got no plan because i'm a sad singleton who's gonna die alone with my cat
1: well i don't know about i mean we've you know we've covered matt hancock he's he'll die alone probably and sad i think i think so. You know, you'll be all right. All you gotta do is, you know, reply back to YouTube comments that ask you to marry them. That's you have a route out of this, all right? It's more than can be said for Hancock. Um guys, I wanna give a quick shout out to the Patreon backers. Thanks so much to Mark, Eddie, Kai, Stuart, Anthony, Pingu, and David, Alex, Pingu. Chris, Silent, T-Rex, Sarah, and Kerry. Thank you so so much. Your support means the world to me and gives my funny bone. A funny boner. Um, I'll be back next Wednesday for the solo show. Uh, if it's your first time listening to the, uh, the podcast, I do two shows a week. One on Wednesday where I just rip, rant and roast and ridicule my way through whatever is in the news that day and the day before. Uh, and then Friday night is usually a guest. Uh, tonight is Tan. Next week, I've got no fucking idea who it'll be. Let's, you know, let's wait and see. Let's... Maybe
0: Ian Dale again, you fucking big time wanker.
1: <laughs> well, it was Ian Dale two weeks ago. Then I've had Marina on. I need to love Marina. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like they're high profile guests at the moment. I need to keep this momentum up. But um...
0: and you're going to spoil it all by getting a twat like (laughs)
1: me. Well, Emily Thornberry hasn't returned my email yet, so um,
0: I love Emily Thornberry. She follows me on Twitter. I'll, I'll hit her up for you.
1: Can everybody just lobby Emily? You know, here we are talking about how the Labour Party are more open to lobbying than the Conservative Party. Well, let's fucking prove it. Let's lobby Emily Thornberry and get her on the show. Just tell her that...
0: What will the hashtag be? Um. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Thornberry not an easy name.
1: Thornberry, um, thor- thorny. Uh, <laughs> thorny. I'm usually I'm pretty good with words and like wordplay and stuff, but nothing.
0: It's hard, to, but Thornberry not an easy name to work with. To be fair, no. Um, I'll help. I'll, help. I'll, I'll direct. I'll I'll like put a hashtag out or something and say.
1: Maybe uh, we just go hashtag. with like. When Emily met Aid, or Emily,
0: or Go that... Thorns.
1: Maybe that's too personal. Like first Go name.
0: Thorns. Go, go. Be... I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll have a think. We'll have a think, and then look out for it on Tan's Twitter, and I will retweet. Yeah, it I'm gonna help you
0: get get Emily because she's a fucking legend. I love her.
1: Yeah let's do this alright cool thank you so much guys for tuning in and jumping on the live chat um, it's always good fun love, loving getting questions and answering those from you I'll be back on Wednesday until next time take care of yourselves we outie